Y'all, sissies, we are excited. We got some hot tea with a hot star of Access Hollywood, the host extraordinaire. Scott Evans is here today, y'all. Hey, what's up, y'all? You're you are the most famous person we've ever talked to, period. <laughs> this is not true. This is <laughs> certainly not true. This is not true. While I do appreciate the love, I already know that's the bullshit. Maybe, uh, I, maybe the Hollywood medium. Uh, or or uh, the Long Island medium, it's, Teresa Caputo. That was it's in the middle middle of it's between you and Teresa Caputo. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, Teresa. There's something about even evoking her name outside of her presence. I feel like she's like she's talking back to us right now. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. she's she's giving me a she's she's giving me a reading, and in the middle of the reading, she was like, uh-uh, "This is not for you. It's for you." And I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta go. I gotta get out of this room." <laughs> I got to get out of this room. She was incredible. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> she, she was, yeah, she was beyond. And her her wisdom is as high as her hair. Yes, we love her. true that. We love her. I, now, you almost don't even recognize her without. You don't. The big, you know, the the kind of the yeah. blonde fan, you know, uh, lion's yeah. mane kind of thing. I've seen her one time um, without it. And she was like, hey. And I was like, I have no idea who you are. Bitch. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, hi. Oops, <laughs> She's like, hi. It's me, Teresa. Teresa oh. Caputo. That I was is... like, oh my God, girl, how are you doing? <laughs> I didn't recognize you without your, you know. Got your wig <laughs> off. That's uh, your animal up there. Yeah. So we have you here today because, yes, I mean, I would I can go into my Southern grandma mode and ask you questions like, are you and Kit really best friends? Because I love watching y'all talk. We and really stuff. are. Yeah, it's, we really are. Or, or do you have thoughts about having dance-offs with Mario Lopez to see who could who would compete with? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I, I if you're asking me to dance off with Mario Lopez, it's a no-brainer. Like, he, the dude is too serious about it. Like, he's so... <laughs> For real, like he he and his family with the with the choreography it's a lot. in the hallway. Like I, I there's no way I can compete. I can't five, six, seven, eight like that. I'm a freestyler. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you he go got, with you the know, feeling. He, you know, he's got the the Broadway situation. Uh, um uh his wife is like an incredible performer. Ain't no way. I'm not I'm I I know my lane. That you ain't know it. your lane. Like, you do have a good Instagram, though. Your Instagram has brought me a lot of joy. It's very funny. So I appreciate that. That that was the whole point and purpose of kind of our redirection was that there was so much bad news out there. There is so much grim news out there. And I'm certainly not saying that we need to be ignorant of it and that we don't need to have an awareness of what's happening in our world. But certainly I've, I just felt like, yes, I could do more of that. Yeah. But instead I decided that like the, I wanted to walk in joy. I wanted to walk in some light. And even when it's hard for us to do and produce because of what's happening around us um, and even with us, uh, I, I know based on the kind of feedback that I've gotten walking through an airport in um, Orlando, that this is the kind of work that that we were meant to be doing at this time. And so I so appreciate that because it's not lost on me, um, you know, that we need like some no, us. opportunities, yeah. some synth- A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase some some opportunities some spaces where we can just fucking ah. yeah you Woo! can you know affirmative without being uh without be without shouting down uh people and, right. and without telling people not to feel things you can be thoughtful and affirmative yeah right right and informative right yeah. and entertaining and so that yeah. that's the All of it. that's our whole that's our idea that's and awesome. certainly everything don't slap not everyone is going to get everything, um, but certainly the, our intention in everything is where is the joy, you know, yeah. finding yes. the joy, spreading that. So I, I so appreciate that. Thank you. So, well, go ahead, Poodle. Let's let's get into what we really brought you here to talk about. And that uh, show, the Peacock Show. Couple to thruple. Couple to thruple. Couple. That was, I always said that this was the, uh, the show was come up with a producer um, uh, I, I just see a, a man in his 60s smoking a cigar and his daughter comes home from college. He goes, Thruple. And he's like, Thruple, that's a cool word. We're going to make a show about it. <laughs> and and people say, but maybe we make it about non monogamy He's like, no, Thruple's got to be in the name. I like the word Thruple. <laughs> so that's how I thought this. <laughs> he flicks his they, cigar and says, go do it. Yeah, flicks it and is like, yeah, make it happen. I want to yeah. see it in six months, right? Shows get made, which uh, is yeah. funny since you're one of the producers of this. So, like, that's kind of the first thing is how how did you get involved? Because our sissies, we're more than you know, we do a lot of ninety day fiance. That's our big jugger. But they came for us, and they're like, "You've got to watch this show because it is messy." <laughs> oh, it's messy, baby. It's messy, and you haven't. Even, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Tonight is the finale. <laughs> I've watched it on Peacock. I I, I won't say spoilers. I haven't but, seen the episode yet. Uh, so, but I've seen everything up to then. Matt, the way that your eyes just lit up, you already know the, oh. it, it's the it's like mess on a thousand, but it's also heart on a thousand, yeah. right? It which is, is. Which is why I love the show and I loved the idea. I loved, you know, to me, to be honest with you, the, the reason I got involved with the show, to be straight up, I watched a season of a dating show, kind of destination dating show that was the whole house was fluid, right? Yeah. Oh, um, like, are you the one? Uh, yes. on MTV. We yes. loved that season. Yeah, it was it was it was an incredible season. And, and as far as I'm concerned, it was one of the best seasons yep. of the show. And it for sure was one of the best watches of like what happens when these when these personalities, these identities, these individuals get together in a dating format? And I was like, this is what I feel like I'm missing. Yeah. And I feel like if I'm missing it, there's got to be someone else out there that is. And so I, I, I wrote down on a piece of paper, I want to host a um, destination dating show format that is inherently queer and I want it to be the most diverse experience we've ever seen on TV. Like that was the sentence, right? And, um, you know, I'm a firm believer of like, you got to see it, you got to, you got to hear it, you yeah. got to say it, you got to draw it to you. And then you have to be prepared 
to take, you know, to step into it. And so when I heard that they were developing this idea of what happens when you step outside of the, the, um, the societal norm when you're talking about dating or relationships and you open up an existing relationship to uh, an existing relationship to more people. What happens? I was like, uh, I happen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I happen. What we saying is, hello, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) I've been happening. You know what I'm saying? Can we, how can I be down? And at one point I was like, I will do the after show. I will hold a microphone. I will do the, the you know, the on the fly, the like um, confessional cam interviews. I just want to be a part. I will consult on the show. I just want to be a part of this show. And so when the, the network leadership at the time came to me and said, hey, we're interested. We've heard that like you have a, a, a sincere interest in the success of this show. We would like to know if you'd like to host it. I was like, baby. In the words of Kiki Palmer, I will accept this role. I will accept <laughs> this role. Are you kidding me? I will accept this role. Y'all, I have to tell you, in, in Access Hollywood, when Akila and the Bee was uh, filming with yeah. um, K- uh, Kiki Palmer and um, Angela Bassett, we were on set. And I we the, the question was asked to her, what happened when you got the call? She went through this story of like the the many, 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 many callbacks. And she said she finally got the call. And they said, we want to we want to know if you'll accept the role as Aquila and Aquila in the B. And this little bitty baby, Kiki Palmer, was already an old lady. I just want to let you know, she was already an old black woman yeah. at nine <laughs> years old. She, she said, are you kidding me? I will accept this role. Oh, I will accept this role. Are you kidding me? Me? I will accept this role. It was just so funny. To <laughs> Let me. me get out of my house clothes and I'll be right there. Let me right. Let me find my pocketbook. <laughs> Let me find my pocketbook. And baby, I'm gonna be on that set. You let me know at every so now. It's just it's become a part of my like speech pattern. It's become a, a part of the way I communicate. So I just need you to understand the backstory of I will accept this role. I will accept but this role. It I was very that, easy for me. I forget she was in that. I forget yeah, that baby. little girl was in Aquila and the B. The B. Mm-hmm. We now yeah. do ads for her podcast on our podcast. It's so, yeah. listen, it's yeah. incre- it's incredible to see her journey. But uh, it is, in, and it has been. I've been a longtime fan and and friend, and so um, um, it just was. It is the most natural inclination, the most natural. Uh, uh, way to describe how ready I was to jump into this scenario. It was the fact that you were you are breaking outside of a societal norm. You are breaking out of the cishet experience on a dating show. You are also challenging people's ideas about what is acceptable, what is normal, what is um, um, uh, available to them as an option or an expression of their relationship. And so when I found out that it was also going to be empowering, um, meant to be empowering the single the single person in the experience as well, um, I was down for that. You know what I mean? And and while I don't know that we always necessarily, it's certainly not a perfect show, you know what I mean? But it certainly is, I think, a first step into the right direction when it comes to breaking outside of the, hi, I'm a guy and I'm <laughs> looking for my wife. Yep. Here are 32 women living in a house ready to be my wife. And so to break outside of that, this I felt like was a really responsible um, and a really fun and yeah. a really heartfelt. I think that was the thing that surprised most people. It's a really heartfelt way of jumping into something else. 
Yeah. It, and it's, I think that's a great point is you could tell the show was being experimental instead of trying to use formats that had been used. Like it's right. Hi, I'm a guy and I'm going to select one of these 30 women who will kind of fight each other and, and have fights with me. And, and basically the, the, the grossness of heteronormativity in this, in, in 2024. And It's this was this was such a I I really liked parts of this where where I said this is this is doing something new and different yeah 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 and I think people had I think and I think a lot of that for me I give a lot of credit to Dr Howard on the show because a lot of people Myra is no joke a lot of people have experts on this show and I'm like where'd you get them from Central Casting where did you get the and but. She knows I loved the challenges, like the one challenge where the couple had to stand in the middle and they were blindfolded and they were because often what we say, we get distracted by the physical appearance. Mm -hmm. And so what we say we want, I mean, this is why Love is Blind is so popular. But y'all took that idea of if they're blindfolded and then it was surprising to some of them of who was actually the closest person to them and more like and because Jake and I say all the time on all these dating shows that we cover. If your values aren't aligned, it's not it's happening. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And the, but the the what happens is, if your values aren't aligned, but there's enough chemistry, you will forego every red flag you see in search of. Well, I feel this way. I'm reacting this way. So this must be true, right? I love. Are the- you describing Jake's dating life right now? Because I think you just did. <laughs> Jake, I'm so sorry. <laughs> To say I, that's humanity, but I was definitely going to say it's me. Uh, <laughs> you just got read by Scott Evans. I didn't mean to, baby, but it it, it the shoe fits. You know, sometimes you got to lace it up. You know, you got to lace that motherfucker up and walk it on out. At least it's a cute shoe. You know, make it a cute no. shoe. Uh, what I got to ask you the the challenge that I think was probably the most the, was the kind of the most talked about was the one where the the partner was uh, kind of uh, seducing the single. Uh, yeah, the hot seat. And, yes, the hot seat challenge. And this we, was about boundaries. This yes. was about uh, there yeah. was a safe word involved. Yeah, all of that. I still, and and it made me so, I, I, it was, I had to watch it because it was just right there in front of me. I'm like, this, I can't believe this is happening. I love it. Um, now, I want you to know that the, the, there was a point in this, in this, and I hate to interrupt you, but you have to know this bit of this backstory because no one's asked me about this. So I can't believe, I'm so glad that we're, we're able to talk about it. So we, and Matt, you're watching it and you're, I know the words you were looking for was cringe because I know you're like, this is, I can't stop watching. It, but it, I'm so uncomfortable, yes. <laughs> right? You're like, oh my God, somebody please walk in this room so I can look away. It's, but you yeah, can. it's one of those things where you put your feet, I call it where you put your feet up off the floor. You've got to like get in fetal to watch it. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so this was our first challenge. This is our first. So this is this is like the first real situation where these individuals are all connecting on camera with a ton of cameras around and um, encouraged to be, I think, as authentic as they can be, but also realizing that we're all fish um, uh, uh, out of water in this scenario. So imagine you're watching this, right, on your TV screen or on your iPad or your device, wherever you're comfortable. Dr. Shamira and I are standing at one point five feet away 
from this. And I was making on accident, like making eye contact with the the person sitting in not the hot seat, but the other the oh, other partner kind the of worst, the worst seat. Yeah. <laughs> Right. The worst seat. And I was like, I said to Dr. Shamar, I said, we are too close. Girl, we are standing too close to these people. We need to move. And production was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, no, no, no. We're going to stand over there because imagine like someone, you know, when you're like out and like maybe, I don't know, you're waiting for your Uber or you're waiting, for, you know, that you're the, waiting for the, the your table to get ready. And there's a couple standing right next to you and they're in hardcore makeout mode. Yes. Yes. Right. Like you automatically start making these assumptions like this is an affair. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen each other in a long time and they finally got back together and they don't give a damn who is around. Like, it's that kind of like yes. animal kind of like Matt. But you, by the way, are standing feet away from them like this is super awkward. But you also kind of want to watch because you're like, it's kind of. Yeah. Right. Tingling, right. You know, but I want to watch from a safer distance. Yes. Yeah. So that same. if when they come up for air. And they happen to look. I'm not like, <laughs> oh God! And poor. I never seen that move before. <laughs> I don't want to be like that. Or you don't want Ramat out. Yeah, you, you don't want Ramat. Go ahead, what, Jake? I said, let me get my notes app on my phone out and take some notes. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, dash or when when Ramat breathes fire, you don't want to be there when oh, he is breathing, Ramat. Oh, that messy, messy. Oh, messy. Oh, bless her. You got to love her, though, because she's going to be exactly. The thing about him is that he is exactly who he is, and he's not making really any qualm about it. And I think that this process, I'm sure, has been he's been able to reflect on a lot of the things he thought he was communicating Mm -hmm. and thought he was communicating and the perception of his communication. And I don't know that he is the, I I can't imagine he's not the type of person that can see this and be like, okay, here's some spaces where I can grow. Here's some spaces where I can be better. I think that was an experience that all of the individuals that participated in Couple to Thruple really had. I know I even had it as a as a person who was kind of hosting this experience. I certainly had moments where I was like, mm, I wish I would have said more on this. I wish I would have asked this question because I think it would have maybe um, fast forwarded some some internal dialogue mm-hmm. that maybe would have been more fruitful for them. But I mean, this experience was just so cool because I, like you said, Jake, there, I've just never seen anything like this on television. And I knew when we were when we were capturing it down in Panama, I knew that we were onto something really special, really cool. And I know that uh, when we announced the show, people had so many thoughts about it, what it was going to be, what it wasn't going to be. And what I kept saying was just give it a try. Even if you hated the trailer, if you were like, this is some old bullshit, it's nasty. <laughs> and I can't believe you're about to put this on Peacock. It, well, you know what I mean? I just it, wanted people to watch it because I knew that they were going to be, their minds were going to change in some way. There are a lot of shock reality shows out there that are just wild. And I think the, the trailer did hint at that. But as soon as you started watching it, you would go, there's a lot deeper stuff working here. Yeah. Can we talk about just as far as the couples who were there? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you feel comfortable and just giving your opinions, who do you think was the most ready for the experiment? You know, who who had come in there where there was a, like a, an, enough of a foundation with to be ready for the experiment? Yeah, you said so- actually on Dates and Mates, we're, I'm, we're friends with Demona. And you said, I listened to that interview. It's great, everybody. Um, but you said... 
the relationship has to be solidified for two people before they invite someone in. So yeah, kind of following. And I mean that, and I mean that regardless, I think that, you know, even if you're, if you're at home and you're listening to this and you're interested in not necessarily even having a, 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 uh, entering a thruple kind of dynamic, which is in fact, one of the hardest um, uh, polycules or the hardest um, uh, configurations of a relationship that there is Totally agree. to make work. Like it is very difficult to make a thruple successful, right? Um, Jake and- has tried it and he has failed several times. To <laughs> <laughs> be clear, it's it's very different. When people started watching this show, they were they were immediately thinking, oh, this is just about uh, reasons, ethical non-monogamy mm-hmm. and uh, open relationships where a couple would have have really op- open relationships with all different kinds of people. I'm like, no, this is actually creating an equal third where everyone feels equitable. And which is very difficult to do when you have an established relationship and you have a third person coming into um, the dynamic of, you know what I mean? Whatever that scenario was, it's especially if the foundation of that relationship is solid, it can be very intimidating for a third person to come in and, and, and try to catch up, so to speak. Right. Totally. it was it was very difficult. I think it is very difficult. Um, um, even the 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 poly community has uh, um, um, thoughts about you know the, uh, the thruple dynamic being a part of polyamory because it is essentially the view is it is that it is um, um, uh, uh, monogamy plus one right, right? and so yeah. But um, we thought also what what better way to kind of tiptoe into this experience um, or dip our toe into this world, into this um, real viable um, community and experience for, for one's relationship, a dynamic for one's relationship, then, you know, off, uh, inviting one person into your um, situation. I'll say that there were, going into the, the the situation, going into the filming of the show, mm-hmm. I thought that our married couple, um, Dylan and Lauren, had one of the, I felt like one of the most beautiful relationships. They mm-hmm. seemed to be super, super on the one, on the same page. They seemed to be very aware of what the one was into and what the other was into and what oh, one may not be into, yeah. right? And, and even signaling to each other very clearly when that changed, what they were willing to, to accept and, and willing, not and- willing and this reads like I thought I honestly thought I liked them and I thought I feel like they're here especially based off their first interaction they're here just for the sex of it and then when they got with Jess the journey of oh cross signals I I said affection I meant touching I didn't mean to and that they had to talk this out and then kind of the journey as a couple I thought that was a great example but Matt, I'm going to be honest with you. I do think that they came in for the 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 physical expression of uh, a relationship. I do think that that is a way that people relate, and I do think that mm-hmm. is a way people figure out compatibility or um, chemistry, right? And I think that while that's, I don't think they were wrong in that. I think mm-hmm. the, the thing that the thing that they had to come to terms with was how do we communicate that? Exactly. And how do we, how does that, not expectation, but that desire, how does that desire affect another person? And how do we factor in um, just as equally another person's interest, another person's intention in joining our relationship. And I think that where they thought, where they, where, where they thought maybe, okay, we can jump into this 
um, uh, physical experience because everybody's game, everybody's down. And then we can do the, if that goes well, we can do the, okay, where are we emotionally? Where are we, where where are we compatibility wise? You know what I mean? And I think that they, the, the beautiful thing about their experience on the show is that they were confronted with the idea that you got to slow down. They were confronted with the idea with the concept that like, if you want this to be successful in long-term, you, you gotta kind of approach it the same way Dylan did when he was um, uh, courting uh, Lauren when, before they started dating. You know, he went very slow with her to the point where at one point Lauren was like, are you gay? Like, are you into me or what? And he was like, nah, girl, I'm, I'm da- I mean, if you trying to fuck, I'm trying to fuck this. Like, let's, let's get the time, like, let's, let's do that, right? Let's do, let's do it. Let's get to it. And so they have a they have a really solid relationship. And so um, that can be very difficult for I think a, a, a another partner to join. But I think that they they the the journey that they had I think mirrors a lot of people's um, experience when it mm-hmm. comes to um, polyamory and when it comes to um, creating a triad. Not necessarily open relationships, but certainly um, um, a more focused, more um, emotionally substantial um, exchange between t- between three people. But I will also say, Corey and Wilder, while she was like, while Corey was like, Scott, safe word, Scott. No. Yes, I was like, I was like, bitch is not ready for this. She is. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No, the doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with their ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. 
They looked like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with MeUndies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. Songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners. We know you get tired of waiting. Reality Gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining. 
to all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. not ready for this what she wasn't ready for was to be left out yep. and that uh. is a, that is a that is a really big a really key um component of what it makes what it means to make a relationship work and the thing that i loved about having them on the show was that your expression of poly your experience in poly your experience in an open relationship is not going to be the same as another person even in your dynamic but certainly not the same outside of your relationship right and so oh, because it, you are poly or because you are in an open relationship doesn't mean that you're just like, cool, everything's game. Let's do it. You do you and I'm going to do me. She had a real, I think, authentic reaction to like, I don't want to be left out of the dynamic and I don't want to be the voyeur. I want to be perhaps the hinge. I want to be in the center. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You yeah. know what I mean? And and I I respected her for that. And uh, to be honest, the thing that I think that Corey did very well was that she was very vocal. Yeah, she was very communicative. And some people, you know, I've seen in in, in comments and things like that, who are annoyed with like her ability to in the moment be like, okay, this is making me uncomfortable. Who doesn't want a partner? Who instead of stewing for instead of Ramoning. Yeah, Ramoning, exactly. Instead of Ramoning in a scenario, who doesn't want a, a partner that's like, hey, I'm not gonna hold this against you. I'm not trying to like um uh um uh, hold a grudge or ruin the moment, but I am gonna be honest and open with my feelings about this. This part isn't feeling great. And I feel like you missed the the verbal cue because you wanted to be in this thing, but I'm feeling a little withdrawn and I'm feeling a little on the outside. How can we switch it up? Yeah, I, I think that's totally, I would much prefer the Corey style instead of the Ramon style. <laughs> yeah. Um, resentfulness and leaving leaving the table and going back to somewhere else. I When I would see Ashmal and Ramon's uh, interactions, I'm like, okay, this dynamic is played out at Mickey's um, during brunch every single time. <laughs> which, someone which, leaves the table and someone goes and follows them crying. Yeah. But Jake, that again, like this is the part that, you know how they, people talk about all the time, like reality shows are so contrived, it's so controlled, it's so this, it's so that, it's, it's so not real. Like this is no, the shit that we expect to see. <laughs> and this is also like the shit that we'd like, you, the things that you would, the, everything that happened in this show, you're like, yep, that's, that's yep. how that will go. That's, mm -hmm. how, that's about how I expected that to go. You know what I mean? And so even the, I'll tell you this, this there was a really cool moment between um, um, Sean and Ramon. Ramon had kind of withdrawn and I was like, that. out. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm y'all gonna have to come get me because yeah. I've it's I'm over stimulated yeah. and I'm over the scenario. And, Sean went and found him and was like, I don't know if you know this, but you're in a relationship dynamic where a man has come to you and said, this person, this individual has come to you and said, hey, like, what's wrong? Can we 
can can I fix it? Can I can we work on it? And you you're removing yourself is not communicating the thing I think you think it's communicating. Yeah. And instead it's actually alienating not just your partner, but everyone else in this house. It's not just you removing yourself. And I think you want to rethink how you are moving. That was a beautiful moment. And I think he was the John was the best person to say that because he had been kind of he handles Brittany. He has to at which the the force of nature that is Brittany. And that couple was so interesting because we were watching and I'm like, is this because she's unhappy in the relationship or he is he into this? And I feel like they were trying to figure out what they wanted to be. Yeah. And and I it was very existential for this couple. Like they were trying to figure out how to proceed. I Jake, they were they were, and I think I don't think they'd have a problem with me sharing this with you. Um, they were at a crossroads in their yeah. relationship, not in that are we doing this or are we not doing this? Because they were in a very they are they are best friends. Totally. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, as you can best see friends that. as best friends can be. Um, but they had experienced some things very early in their relationship, loss very early in their relationship. Um, um I don't think that Brittany would have a problem with me saying this, but Brittany lost her mother, who was her best friend, oh. her ultimate confidant. I mean, like if you can imagine a a, a tighter mother-daughter relationship, it I don't know that one exists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in concept and, and you know and, and in theory, she lost. They started dating, realized that they or they started hanging out, realizing that many of their friends were in common and just had a really great time hanging out with one another and then realized very quickly, no, no, I have some strong feelings towards you. And then Brittany's mother uh, got very, very sick. And Sean was there to support Brittany, was there to to provide care for Brittany. And then her mother passed and Brittany went into what any person would go through in that scenario, which is extreme, um, significant grief, not extreme. Yeah but significant grief. And Sean was there for her. And their relationship, while it at its height of like cute and funny and fun and interesting, took this very sharp turn into which Sean became Britney's caregiver. And so- Sense. Right? And so- really does. And then COVID. And then COVID. Oh, I, I and then COVID talk, lockdown happens. Yeah, that's Ramon and Eshmal. They're a COVID couple, you know that, right? Um, um, uh, uh, lockdown happens, and so they needed with how they've communicated to me. I'm mean, this is not an assumption of mine. They were they wanted to do the show. They were interested in this experiment for their relationship because because they had lost some of the ability to. Um, uh, relate to each other physically. They had lot like it, it become more awkward to initiate. It become more, you know what I mean. When you move from like uh, a and caregiver, you, it's yeah. hard to move back into necessarily love. Been there, yeah. you know what I mean. And so, instead of focusing on how do I please you, how do how do you please me, how do I make you feel this thing or get you to make this sound again, they were able. They used this oppor- opportunity to focus on someone else yeah and we can all kind of like the newness of a new relationship the newness of a new connection we can all kind of relate with how that would feel kind of like oh this is oh and Mm. it reignited the the way that they interact with one another it was just really 
fucking cool to be honest with yeah. you. And, and the 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 person that they the um but the can I just say they, I think it makes sense though in saying that because now sorry my brain's going but yeah. with Sanu Sanu was someone who came in with she had uh, knowledge she had done this before her parents had so but it now makes sense because I thought I feel like Britney's connecting with her, but there's something going on. And I see as someone who's done caretaking too, she probably, Britney was, Sanu brought in caretaker energy and that exactly. probably triggered the fuck out of her. And she was like, I can't deal with this. And so it makes sense why they switch that, you know, Darian is a, such a different energy mm -hmm. uh, and almost more childlike or youthful. And she is more, she is more, she is much more patient. Yeah. Um, and she is, um, I would, the jovial is my, yes, my way of describing her, mm -hmm. right? She's, she is very playful. She is very, and wants to play with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that like, I don't mean that, that like it sounds, but she is down. No, to yeah. Experience life in its absolute fullest and means to be as communicative about that as possible. You know what I mean? Which, which was really beautiful. And Brittany coming out as bisexual. I thought that is such great. a great, you know, the arc, arc, arc to follow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I, the, you, the question was, you know, what couple did I think was the most prepared for this? I don't think that you really can be prepared necessarily for this. Okay. So which couple was, do you think the least prepared? <laughs> I mean, I think that we all agree that Ashmal and Rahman, I think, were oh, the least prepared yeah. for for what would happen if they were not willing to break outside of the normal way they communicated. I think that in in open relationships and um, even like the the search for kind of like threesomes and hookups, that has its own level of communicating that you have to do. It has its own um, pitfalls. Yeah. And um, um, beautiful experiences, right? JV but when you're talking about, <laughs> say that again. JV League compared to this, this is a different level. Yeah, it's a different level. And like hookups leave. Exactly. <laughs> the best ones do anyway. Right? Oh, the, bless like, they do. Thank you. Know? Like, oh, <laughs> or I hope I leave before I'm even up. You know, <laughs> up. That means you got to go to sleep. If the best hookups leave before well, we even, I can brush my teeth and be like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm saying, we all know what it is. Huh. I mean, Scott, you're talking, not me, but Jake. Jake is that person, whereas he says, well, uh, I keep dating men, but and then their husbands just fall in love with me. It's <laughs> not my fault. So he's, he is that, he's that Jonathan. He's that bitch that's going to come in and stir shit up. Um, I mean, didn't he, though? And, and, and really, and I think a lot of and the best ways, I think Jonathan, you know, was really just kind of fumbling through this experience, trying to be like, I like this. I don't like this. I think I'm into this. I don't like you. What did you say? Did you say you like me? Well, I don't know if I like you back. You know, ooh, squirrel. What's squirrel. What's this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, which yeah. again, I so loved because he's in, in some ways he's all of us. You know what I mean? You said, so you said I can date whoever I want. Bet I'm dating yeah. them all. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. So, you know, I, I think that 
the 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 Ashmal and Rahman were the ones who were confronted very early on with that. Like, if we, you and I cannot communicate, if you and I can't find out a way to be not even necessarily on the same page, but to be clear with one another, then we can't be we can't be successful in this. We can't make this work. Certainly. And we certainly can't make this work bringing another person in yes. who's just as um, um, kind of all over the place when it comes to communicating what they mean to communicate right. and what they actually are communicating. So, Scott, just we could talk to you forever, but forever. Just, I, could, I could do this all day. If, give I, me a dirty margarita or dirty uh, martini and girl, I'm there. I, I was going to say, I'll take a dirty margarita shit at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to talk about. The show was something I've never seen before, but I want to talk about something even more important, and that is the movie Ladies of the 80s. Oh. Um, yes. We covered that movie with Scott. Oh. We did a four-part, we did a four-part uh, deep dive with another No, Bravo. you did not. Yes, with Watch What Crappens, we do, we do Bravo, and we dissected every single detail of that film. Um, and... What? Was it your greatest acting experience of your life? I will be honest with you. It was one of the most fun experiences oh, I have ever had. Hear that? Uh, I, you know, it really cemented for me this desire to do more acting. It really cemented for me this this interest, this curiosity of of performing for um, um, uh, uh, film, performing yep. for TV, for um, uh, in this way. It it was. I will tell you, I had like an out of body experience because. I very quickly recognize that, like, I do not deserve to be here. I don't know why I am here. I don't know why y'all chose me. I really the 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 script was originally written for the the character's name. My character's name was Tommy Hernandez. Who you think they had in mind to play? Oh oh, and the and the description was. The 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 um, leading entertainment show host, hunk extraordinaire, with dimples. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for the record, I think you're prettier than Mario, but whatever. Get out of here! <laughs> I'll take it. But you and I both know there are millions of people who, when reading that uh, yeah. character description, mm -hmm. is like, "Oh, Mario Lopez about to be Tommy Hernandez." Of course. <laughs> so, so then I show up to set and I was like, so we still going to keep this Tommy Hernandez or <laughs> or what What y'all think? And they were like, no, nah, you're Tommy Johnson now. I was like, I'll roll with it. I, <laughs> I'll accept <laughs> this role. Uh, we, that's, uh, uh, I love that. Anyway, we also know um, you have your own production company. Yeah, we yes. want to shout that out. Yes. Summer break. Yeah, uh, summer break. What are you guys, what are you guys interested in doing? Um, with the, the idea with summer break really started out of the, this real desire for helping to tell stories that we thought mattered, right? Stories richer in texture than we see on a lot of the networks, stories that had, um, that were telling stories that we'd never heard before that were, um, capturing moments in history, people who are changing the world that we're living in, uh, in ways that we haven't seen before. You know, like I was, I was moving through this job that I'm in at Access Hollywood, this role that I'm in at Access Hollywood, and, and even greater at the network. And I was like, what do you really want to be doing? What do you, what do you really believe yourself to be here for? And it was like, I want to help tell stories that help us be better, right? That help us 
clue into like, oh, snap. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com this has been my dream or, oh, I've been denying my, myself in this way or, oh, I didn't even know this thing existed. This is a career path. You know what I mean? I I just wanted to, I wanted to be grounded in, in a different kind of reality because entertainment news can have you feeling and thinking all kinds of yeah. crazy, crazy things, right? Prioritizing things in crazy, crazy ways. Um, hard news, which was my background before um, even entertainment can have you thinking crazy, crazy things. And I was just like, how do you use your skill and your purpose and your personality? How do you bring that all into to alignment with work? And so- And your soul. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like that real purpose, real, real, real meaningful work. And so, you know, the idea was that like, how do we also like encourage these brands who have money that they need to spend, that they have to spend to help tell the stories that- um, more and more of us want more and more of. And so we're, you know, we're developing right now the late night show. Um, you know, I, I said to, to Jimmy Fallon in an elevator once, I just want you to know I'm coming for your job. And I don't I don't mean that to say, like, I want to take your job from you because that's not the the, spa the space or the world I live in. But I am certainly preparing myself to step into the shoes that you will one day leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I am, I just want you to know that when you hear my name, we're not talking about Captain America's brother. It's me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great way to go out. <laughs> it's, it's me. It's me. Not Captain America's brother. Oh. No. Breaking news so, now here. Well, oh, Captain America's brother. That is your, that's your People Magazine. Uh, <laughs> right? Wait, there's someone listening to this right now who hasn't watched the, the, they're just listening to the podcast who is like, hold on a second. All this time I thought I was, well, who the hell are they talking to if it ain't? <laughs> I mean, somebody. I think you're, you're way more famous than Captain America's brother, actually. No, not at all. What I'm telling you is that somebody right somebody, now. Somebody, mm-hmm. Shirley, I'm talking to you. <laughs> it's me, baby. <laughs> it's me. 
we call them Carl's wives that are a little oh. a little slow in the uptake because they're going. Carl, it's on this show. Uh, no, stop. I didn't know Captain America's brother was black. Right. <laughs> that part. That part. Oh, my goodness. He and I have some of the funniest stories about um, the 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 mistaken identity, the mistaken um, situation, and to the point where we are thinking about putting together a little of that, uh, maybe a limited run podcast about the oh. our stories and other celeb stories who have this kind of like, nope, nope, it's no, it's the one who's standing in front of you. I'm. It's not no. Regina King. I'm Regina Hall. I'm. I'm I here. love that. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, I know a gay Matt Marr who was on So You Can Think You Can Dance Canada, and he lives in L.A. now because our actors access things got confused one day. And I saw him in a bar and he was so weird. I was like, hey, you're Matt Marr, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm Matt Marr, too. And like, we're both both queer. And he was so just like he had never thought of that concept before. I was like, so I love that idea. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're working on something like that. It's going to be, you know, at the, 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 at this point in my life, it is really about like, how do you do, how, how do you point more and more and more of what you're doing professionally um, that it feels like you're on a summer break, that it feels I'm like there, you are on right there with you, you know, like I just, follow, I'm all the fun. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I just have grown so tired of the idea that we have to trudge through life, that it, everything's got to be shitty and difficult and hard and ugly. And while, of course, life will throw us those moments, I'm not into the idea of creating them myself. I'm yeah. certainly not into the idea of of um, forcing myself into those scenarios, calling it my day to day. That ain't it. If you're having fun, so everyone else will be. That, uh, that is the that's that if you look at my Instagram, you exactly. will see that is the through line. So yeah. where, where can we find all things Scott Evans? Listen, I I am Scott Evans on almost every platform there is. Um, you can so you can certainly find me there. Um, and I also want to say, like, if you have an idea, if you have a story, if you have a um a, a concept or something like that, you're like, I think that this would be really great. Please don't ever hes hesitate to reach out. I so love the idea of collaborating. I so love the the spirit of collaborating. So um, please reach out. You, you can use also use my website, IamScottEvans.com, and there is literally a Hey, Scott kind of tab, you know what I mean? So you can send me a message and, and we can get it cracking. But I just feel like now is the time more than ever to be doing the kind of thing, the thing that you dreamed of. There is no reason to wait. I don't know why I feel led to, to share this, but like if you are listening to this and you have this dream on you or this idea in you or this desire in you and you have been waiting for the sign or the signal to get after it, please use the, baby, I'm talking to you. It is your time. You cannot wait. We are going to be better for the work that you are going to create. Get out here and get after it. You will be surprised by after the first step you take on your own, how things rise to meet that effort, that intention, that truth. We cannot wait for it. Get to it. We need you. Well, I'm inspired. <laughs> from from <laughs> Captain America's brother's mouth to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for spending time with us we so much scott appreciate you very really much and we want season bomb. two we want season two that will you let peacock know i need you well, listen if y'all if y'all listening to this please get on peacock's instagram and be like can we get the announcement for season two please and if you're a couple right now and you're like can we get on the show there you go 
to Mr. Peacock. Who, who do I speak to the president of Peacock? <laughs> yes, get those couples on there. We we know you're very busy. We you've got to go interview, I don't know, Celine Dion or I don't Denzel, somebody. Kendall Jenner has a new boyfriend. Go. <laughs> yeah, an <laughs> entertainment phone, emergency. Phone is entertainment emergency. Wait, speaking of, I'm a promise I'm gonna let you go after this. But one of the greatest phrases that came out of this show, I have never heard it before. Perhaps I imagine that it is real. Um, Maximo and Ash with queer panic. It oh, is such that it's real. It is real. It is real. It is real. I am just so glad. So glad. That, that is a yeah, that's that could be a subtitle of our show. Just queer, queer panic. panic. Queer panic. Yeah. It, entertainment emergency and queer panic. Baby. Yeah. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank y'all Thank so much. I do appreciate it. This was lovely. You were lovely. Thank you, sugar. Thank you.